Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And then uh, lastly, number eight is passion slash hobby. So whatever you create from joy or like, like pure joy, like what makes you happy with nothing else attached. It sounds like I'm, d- I'm designing a video game character with attributes. True. Yeah. Well, if you think of your body as an avatar for your soul, then maybe you are. Oh, shit. Yeah, write that down. There's some shit I just came up with. Damn, I was just trying to do a bit real quick. And, <laughs> and I just hate you with some fucking, fucking truth. Truth, bro. Truth, some truth, truth hammer. Bro. I'm a truth slayer. That's yeah, what I dude, do. Damn. I slay the truth. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. My name is Steve Green. You might know us from TikTok because we're, TikTok we're stars now. about to launch our TikTok. And it's probably going to be pretty huge. So We might be closing the show pretty soon, guys, because we're going to be big, big time TikTok stars. <laughs> big, huge we just came back from Playlist Live where apparently TikTok is literally the easiest thing you can do in the entire world, as said by major TikTok stars yeah. to us. So if you haven't already, which I don't know why you haven't, go find us on TikTok. Yeah, but don't, don't go... F- Find me at Steve Green Com on TikTok because somebody stole my aunt, my name. <laughs> Sucks. Someone stole your name. Yeah. Someone stole Steve Green Comedy. Yeah. They stole it. Those dead jerk. And you they didn't have been, a picture of me there. Should have been at Iceman on TikTok. That would have been more. That's pretty good. That might be taken. I'll I'll see after the show. All right. Okay. I don't know what to call this episode, and to be honest, um, I'm a little nervous because it actually means something to me, and it's uh, more vulnerable. Yes. And it's not like ironic and detached like most like you're supposed to do on a podcast oh, not on our podcast well you're supposed to do that i heard we don't uh, we don't fuck well, around like too if, much. I, if i say something that means something then it opens it up to being attacked and then it, and then i like i care too much and then i lose true but if i'm like detached from everything then it's like uh, i'm really cool you can't hurt me got it yeah so you're gonna be the first one today yeah yeah so i'm gonna do it completely wrong and i'm gonna open up about a subject that i think might help people out there who need to hear it or want to hear it um, I also recognize that this might not be for everybody. It's okay. information that I don't know if everybody is open it, to receiving. We don't know if you're ready for it. I don't know if you're ready for it. And we don't know if you're ready to pay for it either, but you might not be ready to pay for it. Well, I don't, I'm not asking for any pay, payment. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It just sounds like one of those things. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. know if you're ready for it. It's $3,000 to join. That's right. But not everyone's going to be ready for listen, it. Listen, listen. You're, you're probably not ready for it. And if you can't afford $3,000, then trust me, that just means you're not willing to take you're it just, seriously. You're just not serious about this. If you're serious about it, then you would understand that the money is an important oh aspect God. of it. I can't even. It's such a good sales technique. I love it. Uh, so, so good. Oh, my God. A salesperson called me today. Anyway, that's a different okay, topic. Yeah. I, I can't, I'm going to get on a tangent. This is a deep topic. It's going to take some time. But I get a lot of messages. We get a lot of messages. We get a lot of questions from you on our Q&As. And a lot of people are looking for, like, how do I find happiness? How do I find success? How do I balance life? And I feel like, okay, I'm not an expert, obviously. Uh, We don't come at you as experts. But this show's been all about... uh, speaking from experience or pulling from experience and just trying to give you our best of what we've learned and uh like in whether it be good or bad exactly you know, to help you avoid making we, mistakes and to help you you know maybe 
lessen the learning curve. We only come at things as experts when we're experts. Like I'm a certified scuba diver, so I'm an expert on the subject of scuba diving. And so any questions that anyone has about scuba diving, you can shoot shoot them my way, and then I will obviously have an expert opinion. Uh, is it at Steve Green Comedy that they should shoot your way or at Steve Green Com? Because I'm not sure. Either one pretty much works. Okay. Uh, on, but on TikTok, definitely you want to use that Steve Green Com. Thank okay. You. Thank you. With all your scuba questions, thank you. Okay. So I'm going to get into some stuff. And uh, so the reason I said that not everybody might be open to this is because it's just the non, it's a more non traditional way of thinking. And to do that, it, you probably have to shift your mindset a lot, especially if this is. The first time you're hearing information like this or if you weren't raised to think this way because a lot of it has to do with energy and how all of us are connected and it takes rewiring because it's not the stuff that they that you learn in school because it's the shit they don't tell you how come people think that soulmates and stuff is real but then they all they also think that like manifesting something because you really a lot want of people it to don't think soulmates real. are real they think well, a lot of people logically do. the ratio of people in this world like there's more than one person for you yeah but hella 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 yeah. people do think that but then they're the same people that don't believe in manifesting i think there's a lot of crossover there's, okay i do there could be there I could do. be a little venn diagram i think there is yeah okay um well uh one thing that's really helped me and i feel like lately i've felt consistently more happy like like on a consistent basis rather than like as fluctuating up and down extremes, which had been my old norm. Um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with some of these things, which I learned a long time ago, but I feel like it takes a lot to learn or it's easy to learn, but it takes a lot to implement. Okay. And I think that just recently I've been able to implement it more consistently and I've noticed a like huge results from it. So I'm going to share that with you. There are, I believe, eight areas of life that need to be in in balance. And if you think of them, and I I pulled this analogy from a a guy named Alessandro Gianetti, who you can look up, um, take it or leave it. He has a lot of uh, a lot to say about intuition and that sort of stuff, but he also relates it to science, and I really appreciate that. Um, but there are eight areas of life, and if you think of them like gas tanks, where like you think of like, the levels that they're full and not full, and when they start dipping, you need to refill them, right? Um, each area has their own tank that you need to refill. So the areas are one, mental, which is like reading, self love. Things you tell yourself. Um, what do they need to be filled for exactly? Oh, to be in balance. Okay. Yeah, so to have a complete life balance. Okay. These eight areas are the things that you should take into account daily and, and kind of like gauge um, how full or empty they are and whether they need to be filled. And, and having a good life balance just feels like what? Well, I'll get to that. No, I know, but I'm just saying because I've... You've been talking about this for um, a sec, oh, okay. and, I, I'm, and I'm just trying to understand what you're getting oh, at. Oh, well, I'm, uh, well, I kind of led with how people are asking, like, how do you find happiness? And okay. I do believe that it's through balance. Cool. And I think that um, a lot of times the mistake people make is they think, like, oh, if I just make enough money, then I'll be really happy. Or if I just find that relationship, then I'll be really happy. And not realizing that all of these different areas are so connected that a lot of times once they find this money, like um, I know a lot of people that have achieved financial, what looks like financial success where they make a lot of money, but they're still not happy and they're wondering why. Um, It's because when one area is low and I'd say under 70%, if one area dips below 70%, it starts to affect all areas. So if you're, uh, if you're not having luck in love and you're like, oh, well, I just won't pay attention to that. I'll just go work on my career. And you're just like going, going, going towards your career. Um, the the lack of, of love and relationship stuff is going to af- directly affect your career. And if you look at your own life, so I, bet, true. I bet you can think of, like if I say family, um, has your family life ever affected your financial life? Has your financial life ever affected your Passion and joy life. Of course. Okay, so that's how these are all connected. Got it. That's and so, awesome. Okay, great. So you ready to hear the eight areas of life? Let's go. Okay, so one, as I was talking about before, is your mental. So that's reading, self-love, affirmations, the things that you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're telling yourself every day. Also education, like that kind of that kind of thing. Uh, the second one is physical. So your exercise, your food, the, your diet, health. Um, 
sickness, illness, like all, the, all those things. Next is uh, spiritual. So reflection, gratitude, meditation, your connection to your inner life and your inner world. Fourth is vocational. So that what you do for work, uh, your career perhaps, or just the job that you're doing for work. Uh, the fifth one is social. Wait, is that fifth or sixth? Fifth. Social, um, which is like your friends. Uh, the sixth is relationship. So dating and that kind of life. Um, seventh is financial. So money, investments, credit, health, cash flow. And then uh, lastly, number eight is passion slash hobby. So whatever you create from joy or like, like pure joy, like what makes you happy with nothing else attached. It sounds like I'm, d I'm designing a video game character with attributes. True. Yeah. Well, if you think of your body as an avatar for your soul, then maybe you are. Oh, shit. Yeah, write that down. There's some shit I just came up with. Damn, I was just trying to do a bit real quick. And, <laughs> and I just hate you with some fucking, fucking truth. Truth, bro. A truth, some truth, truth hammer. Bro. I'm a truth slayer. That's yeah, what I dude, do. Damn. Slay the truth. Um, no, but so when you look at all of those eight areas, I feel like a lot of times we're only focused on two or three of them. And we think that that's the metric for success. That if we just like get, uh, you know, the financial up, that we can be happy. And really, it's a balance of all of these. And I think that's where the misnomer comes in of like um, people th thinking, you know, money equals success is that. And then when they get the money, they're like, why am I not happy? Yeah. Um, is yeah. that it, it's true and false. So it's like um, you do need money to uh, I mean, money helps financial freedom helps to focus on the other things too. like helps you to be able to have the time to invest and grow the other things. It's a great roadblock so, remover. It's there. Right. But if you're just focusing on the money, then that's not, that's not it. That's not, that's not where it's at fam. This ain't it. Love it. Um, and I talked about how some people who think they're lacking in one can make up for another. And that's not really how it works. How it works. You need all of them to be in balance. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to use the money example again because I just feel like this one is the one that people tend fixate to look on. at. Yeah, they fixate oh, it. Yeah. And, and it's true when you look at uh, big figures in history, anyone who's ever made a huge impact and like changed the world, when you think of like leaders like Jesus, like uh, Gandhi, you know, like big world changers. Um, Paul McCartney. All of them, sure. had Prince. All of them had direct access to tremendous wealth. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. Couldn't, I mean, agree, do you, couldn't I agree more. I don't know if he changed the world, but... I, he changed my world. Did you see Jerry Maguire? Show me the money. Show me the money. Well, he did probably have access to money. See? Yeah. And he, that's all he wanted. Yeah. He want, that's all he wanted. But I'm talking about, like, a lot of times people think, like, well, my mission isn't money. You know, my mission is to change the world, and that's great. But uh, all people that have changed the world, if you think about it, have had access to a lot of wealth and it's so true too because Cuba Gooding Jr. all he wanted that whole movie was money but at the end all he wanted was his wife aka love that's okay. deep if I start thinking about that I won't be able to finish the talk oh okay, okay. so I'm gonna, I got you. I'm gonna side shift back to money okay but also he uh, said Quan a lot too okay cool okay. Uh, maybe I'll check that out later okay cool all right sweet so um I think that the thing about all of these topics but we'll just go with money is the deep beliefs held on that area and this is what I feel like takes some time to change and by all means if you are in a perfect situation your life's great like you don't have to take any of this advice um i always look at it as like take advice of people that you like want to be like so i'm taking this advice from people that i've wanted to be like um i like like their financial situation i like the way their lifestyle is all that stuff well it's, there's also something to be said for why do rich people still work because like how many times have we seen like why is Tom Cruise doing another movie? Right. You know what I mean? Like because he's he gets to work on his passions and yeah, hobbies. And fulfill yeah. Fulfill a part of him that doesn't get fulfilled, but is just sitting somewhere with money. Totally. Um. So with money, I, like really take a look at how you treat money and what you believe about money, because I feel like that oftentimes directly relates to the situation that you're in. So people that think that there's always a lack of money, they have this belief that there's not enough in the world. And a lot of that comes from how they were raised or how, um, you know, maybe what their parents would tell them or like maybe uh, the neighborhood they grew up in or what people said around them all the time developed these beliefs on how they feel about money. And uh, 
if you think about money as a person, it kind of changes the way you would treat it. So if you think of it as like um, how not what can money do for me or why is money not all, not there and getting angry and frustrated. If you thought of that as a relationship and I was yelling at you for never being there for me and getting angry and frustrated at you, you really wouldn't want to be there for me. Oh, no <laughs> you way. You probably would leave all the time. Well, not to mention my my old friend money back in the in my 20s, in my early 20s, my old friend money was just a guy that I hung out with once every two weeks for a weekend yeah and then he was gone every monday yeah and i was like damn dude it's so fun on friday when he comes over i get i pull him out of the atm and we have a great time and then on monday morning i'm like damn he's gone and you don't know when he's coming back and i don't even know what i did with him the whole weekend right i'm like what did we do money i don't even remember anything we did man and that's a big thing too because i think there's a lack of respect for money a lot of times with people that are like the people that are constantly complaining about not having any there's a lack of respect towards money because if you really respected money you wouldn't just spend it on everything dude how about i mean when i used to get my tax return yeah i'd get like say 1500 bucks or something i would blow through it quickly yeah well because well and that's partly due to the lack of education in money too like they the shit they don't tell you they don't tell you how to manage money in school they don't tell you what to do with money when you get it um it's just this fleeting thing that's like sometimes you got it sometimes you don't and it's like that's not how it has to be exactly um if i took one one of my tax return things yeah and put it in a bitcoin in 2011 (laughs) i'm a multi-hundred millionaire (laughs) yeah Ugh. And that's that that is a thing is that like if you respected money people that do respect money people that you see having financial abundance they respect money and they look for ways to help grow the money so instead of being like what can money do for me it's like how can I show up for money how can I help exactly. it grow how can I nourish it how right. can I nurture it and that's just one area where it's like your beliefs really have a big impact on how that um, how that gas tank is doing, you know? It's a great example. Yeah. Because you can really visualize it, and we've all been there. Yeah, and they, and they try to make up for it. In other words, like, you'll hear people say stuff like, well, money isn't everything. You know, family's more important than money. Or, like, uh, you know, what else? What are the other topics? Relation. Oh, I got a good relationship. It's more than money. But it's fine. It, it's good to have family. I'm not, we're not diminishing those areas. But it, it doesn't have anything to do with your money health. Like you can be working on, you can have both, you yeah, know, hopefully. and I, you should I mean, be working in a healthy on both. Way. But then some people are like, well, yeah, but the more money I have, the more my family wants from me. Right. And that's, that's actually a low tank on family. Then yes. you need to work on like family relationships, whether that means becoming, uh, having more communication or cutting people out of your totally, life. Totally. But if so, there's a toxicity in any of these areas, that's what you really need to look at in order to raise all all of the areas and i like i actually think of this as printer ink ink and maybe you can relate to this i can i used to sell it person that used to sell the job that i used to get my tax returns at yeah so when you look at your printer or like i have a color printer and it will tell me like oh your magenta is low and it's like i don't fucking need magenta it's a big problem i always i'm like whenever i see like cyan is low or whatever how do you say that with cyan Cyan. yeah whenever i see it's low i'm like i don't fucking need that color Bit, in my life you got a big you know problem. i got black okay and i use black more than anything you know it's printing out all my legal documents all this stuff oh yeah you're gonna Why? print a line you're gonna print a line graph with uh black ink because guess what your line graph relies on color in order to visually uh show uh, how the how the See? progression of the graph works. preach it preach it so uh yeah good luck with that nasa <laughs> jpl was, but i try to print uh i like to print pictures with my i have a photo printer and um when it prints the pictures and it's low on magenta it ruins the whole picture yeah you know why can't make a whole picture without with one of the colors being low. Black, cyan, magenta, and yellow are the fundamental foundation blocks for all colors on the color spectrum. See, I knew once I got you on the printer ink, you'd be on my level. I could do an hour on it. <laughs> but you get the analogy. So, like, if magenta's running low, you're not going to have a good final picture. Absolutely not. It's going to be horrible. Absolutely It's going to be very yellowy. It's going to be very green. Yeah. And it's going to have a lot of black and purple. And you're going to be pissed. You're going to be like, I thought if I worked on the yellow and green that I didn't need magenta, but <laughs> you do need it. And your wildest dreams, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so treating money like you're in a relationship that's, um, you know, oh, thanking your money, like thanking it for being there. Personally, here's a, an exercise that really helped me when I was broke as fuck. 
uh, I knew all these things, but like applying it is so much harder yes. because when you look at your external reality and you're like, but I'm broke. Why am I thinking money yes. for being there when it's not here? When you're the one with $9 in your account, you're like, uh, I'll do it later. Try 89 cents, pal. I remember. I remember. Or maybe negative most of the time. True. Um, which is, can I just rant about how the fuck banks charge you when it's negative? It's like, I already don't have money. Yeah, they're doing you Why a solid. You <laughs> because when you bought that soda for eighty nine cents, they you went overdrafted and they charged you twenty seven dollars for that for that convenience. No, it was less like it was more like this. I can't afford that soda. I'm not gonna spend the eighty nine cents. And then um a, an auto payment on something else happened. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot about that. It's beautiful symmetry. Anyway. It's worse than any ATM fee you ever paid in your life. Yeah, it really is. It's like thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's like five dollar purchase, you paid twenty seven dollars for it. Yeah. Ugh. So a personal thing, like something that I actually implemented during that time that really helped, even though it was hard, but I had to really shift. I was working on shifting that belief and that mind mindset uh, was that when I would get a bill, I would always take a moment of gratitude and thank, ha- thank the money for being there to pay that bill. Wow. Even when I didn't have the money to pay that bill. And that developed a trust in the universe and whatever, you know, uh, this this trust in money that it would be there for me, that it would show up the way that I would show up for it. Let me tell you something. Those of you listening, you're like, hey, that sounds like, sounds like some woo-woo shit. It, yeah, well, I know. Well, guess what? I watched this chick pull money out of thin fucking air many, many yeah. times. I don't know how she did it. Maybe she was hooking on the side. <laughs> but for all I, because for all I know, I remember, I remember one time in particular all of a sudden, like you needed, you needed like a, a good deal of bread, and all of a sudden you booked a McDonald's commercial. Yeah, that paid a fuck ton. Yeah, like it was. It's just unbelievable. I'm telling you, though, I understand. I understand the people that are like, "This is so woo." I felt the same way, mm-hmm. but I hated my situation, and I had been doing it the traditional way for so long, and not seeing any changes or or differences. I, I was broke forever. Well, so- at the end of the day, it just makes you feel positive about something that that could be a negative right no i'm just saying that like i wanted to try something new even opening my mind up to to try something yeah. that sounded bonkers but even just doing this i'm saying makes oh. you feel better about about the situation by thanking your money oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly just, right. it does it does affect that whole instead of the dread and the fucking yeah. shit and you're like yeah well i still got the dread it's like yeah but you're just shifting your mindset about that absolutely yeah. and it, what it does is uh, this does sound very woo-woo, and I'm telling you, like, I get it. You just have to go deeper into this, um, but the it's all energy, right? It's all frequencies, so um, abundance and the, all these positive feelings are on this frequency. Mm-hmm. Money, abundance, everything that takes care of you, safety, comfort, all this stuff is up here. Uh, the fear and lack is all down here, and if all you've ever been plugged into all your life is this fear and lack because your parents were scared all the time about the credit card bills or they told you that money is evil or like you were always worried about whether or not you could pay rent. Um, you're, you've been living on this lower frequency. So obviously it's hard to shift. You're a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, and dude, I used to work with people yeah. like that and you did not want to work with people like that. The negative people it who brought everything down. Yes. So like when somebody's like, well, wait a minute, uh, you're gonna, I'm going to shift my mentality and all of a sudden I'm going to make money. Dude, literally, I've worked with people who were this negative and they got filtered out of the company quick. I've worked with people who were who had good energy and when you're around them, like they're fun to be around and shit, yeah. they got promoted up the chain. So like it's not... It's not that woo-woo, really. Right. It's it, like when you're in Vegas at the craps table, and everyone's having a good time, yep. and everyone keeps winning, right? Yep. We're winning, winning, winning. Everyone's having a great time. Yep. And then this one person comes, Dark and, and they're person. just like, well, the odds of winning is blood, and they start like spewing out these facts and how they know everything, and logic, and, against the table. and they start betting against the table, or they're just like, they just lost 30 grand the night before, so they're like desperate, and they're yep. trying to make up, and they have this lack energy that like they might not come and stuff. It ruins the whole table. Start rolling it, seven, like man. all of a sudden, everyone starts losing. And how do you explain it? I don't know. You could call it odds. You could call it. You could call it anecdotal statistic. You could call it exactly. You could but call it anecdotal. I seen it, and I've, I've been, seen it. I, and I've so been, many times. And I beaned it as well. <laughs> I beaned it. And I had uh, a lot of money on the table too. That was very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, because we were doing well, and then we're doing, that, we're that kicking one kicking ass. That one asshole. That one dude. Negative ass. Negative Nancy came in and ruined it. Yeah, and I think uh, that's another thing too is that. 
we're very much taught okay this gets into the next thing that i want to talk about maybe we should take a break first because i'm gonna get into the more deeper shit whoa after this break. today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blight. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> all right, we're back. Okay, so I feel like all of this goes into this deeper issue of um, we're trained that logic and anal- uh, um, analytics, like all this um, this left brain thinking, all this stuff, is more important than the right brain stuff, than the emotions, the intuition, the creativity, and all that stuff. Um, we're taught that like if you're good at logic and reason you're more intelligent you're more smart so obviously everybody wants to be that um they kind of and we're taught to kind of ignore this intuition this emotion this more connectedness to yourself and the energies around you and like uh these frequencies well right but but that see when you put it like that it does sound woo woo but when you recognize that even like wall street markets like they they have a like a testing thing that they do mm-hmm. called the consumer confidence index like they literally measure people's confidence in what they think is happening in the economy yeah. like none of this is that nuts or that like you know it, it's very grounded in reality like that's how people measure um you know oh if they want to go in the stock market how's consumer confidence looking like shit like that is sure sure i also don't think it's that woo woo because when you're talking about left brain right brain because that is something that's that's proven like your left brain thinking your right brain mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. and um it is in school and the way that we're educated in math and science and all that stuff very important it's i'm not saying that that left brain is not important i'm not diminishing that at all because yeah, it is important but this creative side is often like valued less, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's why a lot of artists didn't do well in school. And like, um, you know, you hear pe- people, creative people, people that are innovators, a lot of them didn't do well in school because they're they were operating more from the right side. And I think if you operate too much from the left or the right, then you it's not you're not in balance, yeah. and it's not smart to do that. Um, but I feel like the uh, the, the best thing the, about it is that you can work on both. You yeah. can develop more anal- logic, reason, analytics, you can, analytical side, and you can develop more creativity and intuition. So you can work to get in more balance. And um, you could take tests online, too, to see kind of where you're at right now, and that can that can fluctuate. And it also fluctuates. What kind of test is that? What do you call that? Um, like a right brain, left brain test. Okay. You can just Google it. I'm sure there's plenty online, and you answer a bunch of questions about different scenarios, and it kind of like, measures 
whether you use your right brain or left brain more in situations. And then you know which sides of your cup to fill up more. Yeah, totally. Um, for me, it's always, I've always measured at 50-50, but, um, you know, depending on the task at hand, I think it's helpful to be more to the left or right. But um, that's just more about getting, knowing yourself and getting in touch. And I feel, feel like a lot of people don't take the time to get to know who they are, why they act the way they act, why they behave certain ways, why they have certain beliefs about things. And so I wanted to open the door up more towards that. Uh, Lots of people think that meditation and therapy is corny. Yeah, I mean, it it has been a stigma for a very, very, very very long time. I feel like only recently has it been a little bit more accepted into the mainstream that, hey, maybe we need this. Maybe we do need to work on our emotional intelligence. Maybe that is something that should be valued just as much as IQ. They're calling it EQ. Yeah, and maybe it's not weak to talk to somebody about how you feel about something. Exactly. Um, I also think that, um, I don't think that, but there's this thing called the law of averages where you become the average of the five people you spend most of your time with in all of those areas. So whether it's financially, socially, physically, you start to become that. I could not agree more with this. It is absolutely true. Yeah. So I, I think when you look at your group of people that you spend the most time with, there should always be someone that's a little bit like where you aspire to be. And then a little bit like where you're helping them. Um, and so if you're if you're the smartest, richest, fittest person in your group, you're kind of in trouble because you're just like going to get dragged down by your group. But if you have a kind of balance of people in your life, I think that's that's the aim to me. Um, OK, so motivation for filling these areas, because I feel like sometimes people will acknowledge like, yeah, my financial cup is really low. Or like my relationship cup is really low, but they don't know how or they're, they're just not motivated. And especially the older you get, I feel like these the more these beliefs are ingrained, the harder it is to implement change mm-hmm. or to like work towards it. And you get frustrated more easily. You're like, more stuck. You're like, well, see, I knew this wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, you start to appreciate money and be grateful and then you get into a little bit of debt and you're like, well, why did I even believe that could work? Right. You know, and, um, and I think that if more people thought about their why <laughs> bless you their why their their purpose for being here instead of surface things like status and image and money and like the the surface things uh, I think it would change their life because once I stopped working for money or numbers or v- views on YouTube or whatever it is and instead made all my decisions through the lens of purpose and my reason for being here my life shifted tenfold for the better and I made more money than I ever made. I attracted what I feel is the perfect life partner Hell yeah. for me. Hell yeah. Um, and then on the contrary, when one thing was all off kilter, like my mental or physical health, uh, it hurt those other areas. Sure. It hurt money. It, 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 I said I spent a lot of money to fix physical issues, like health issues. And I wasn't having as much sex when, you know, my social life got worse, like when those things were off. Right. So it's all this, this balance, um, but also working through that purpose. And it's not easy to like, just know what your purpose is. But um, my why, which I felt like took a little bit to figure out, um, because I used to think like when I came to LA, I was like, I want to be an actress and I want to be an actor. and I want to be in movies. And that was that's my purpose to be in. Right. Be you know, in to movies. be in a be show, in the show to be to make money, right. to be famous be or seen. whatever. I want to be seen. Yeah. But really what I found after I and that was fine. Like that got me into L.A. Yeah. Um, when I got there Same. and started studying and started, you know, working on the craft and um, realizing what brought me joy and not my whole purpose became super clear. And that was to shift perspectives in people and to help people live better lives and feel less alone through the vehicle of entertainment. Well, so far it's been the vehicle of entertainment, whether that's acting um, in a show or if it's doing stand-up comedy or, you know, or yeah. doing um, or, or talking on this podcast. For me, it's trolling the living shit out of them. Sure, but to teach a point, right? Sure. So the, the point of all of it. Oh, sure. No, yeah, for sure. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I like even with acting, I feel like uh, when I first joined, I just started, you know, studying intensely on it. It's all about psychology and like learning the behavior of people and like 
why people act the way they do, intent, motive. Like you're not learning lines when you go to acting school. You're learning how to build a character with a different backstory than you. And to do that, you go research tons of like, well, what made this person in this social class act the way they do and a lot of it has to do with you know child childhood trauma or you know the effects of trauma on people the effects of um, family social class cultures and you start learning about why all these different types of people act the way they do and when you learn about all of that you start to realize that everyone's pretty much the same they were built the same they just had these influences that made them differently different in external reality. Do you ever feel like people who were raised with parents who told them they couldn't do shit have an advantage in a way because it makes them want to fucking crush? Uh, I think adversity always, um, well, it can make or break you. It can. It can yeah. make or break, really. So that's I think what that's the is. fork in the road. Yeah, so I think two, two people dealing with the same situation could go two different ways. Yeah. I don't think it's just like, hey, it's an inherent advantage. I just, I just, you know, you always hear about the people with chips on their shoulders, the Tom Brady's who didn't get drafted. Yeah. Uh, like, or, like until like the whatever 14th round or some shit. Like, and then he thought about it his whole career and that made him to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Like shit like that you hear from these big people like Eminem who talks about how he his fucked up family was and how it drove him to be who he is. And he even talks about in recent songs or in all of his songs that if he didn't have his parents being so shitty that he don't he doesn't think he'd be this guy. Are you trying to turn me on talking yeah, about Eminem? I am. I'm trying to get laid this Friday. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, so but but point being is that I find it uh, it's almost like you are provided plenty of fuel to burn at either end of the rocket. Yeah, you can use it as an excuse for right. why you never made it, right. or you can use it as To fuel. propel you into the, right. into the fucking future, bro. Yeah, and those are two different types of stories that are that I found very relatable, and that's why I liked acting in the first place, was to tell stories, to tell people stories, um, to learn about them. And um, I think when you really start to understand people is when you feel the connectedness that we are actually all connected. And that's what everything I think boils down to is that we think that everything's so separate, but um, and we're so, not. So I'm connected to Tom Brady. Yeah. But I fucking hate Tom Brady. Well, then you hate yourself. That's true. Yeah. I do partially hate myself. There's a part myself. of yourself. Whatever you hate in Tom Brady is what you hate in yourself. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know we're taught to think so logically and stuff, but when you're basing decisions off of security or what you think is security um spoilers nothing in life is guaranteed but when you do it against your greater intuition is when people have regrets or when people start to um have resentment like why i did all the right things yeah i i, you know, re I, I resent this yeah i, 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 I didn't a, follow my passion because i was told that this is the way to go yes i had a girlfriend's dad tell me that don't try to make your way in Hollywood. You're never going to do it. You're yeah. Not, you're not going to sell anything. I can be a writer. It's so hard. You can't do it. You can't get in the door. It's all a rigged game and shit. And, I, and, and it's only because he tried it and he failed. Yeah. I think the hardest part when you start to follow your intuition um, or work on these different areas in a different way, a, a non-traditional way, is that there will mostly be people that don't understand you. And a lot of times it'll be people that are close to you. And that's the hardest part, I think, is doing it anyway. And I think that's why you, I'm, I'm trying to tell, I don't know if it's coming across, but getting so clear on that purpose, because that's where your strength is going to come from and, and builds the rest of your life out. Um, for example, when I was, when I decided to drop out of college, uh, my parents we're pissed. Yeah, <laughs> they were they pissed. And they're very smart people. I love my parents. I respect my parents. I think they're amazing people. I think they're, they've always tried to steer me in the in the right direction. And to them, college equaled security and success. But when I looked at <coughs> them, I, although they were making a lot of money, they really didn't like their jobs. They, they weren't happy in their jobs. It wasn't fulfilling to them. And I made the decision that I would always work towards fulfillment Same. rather than money or financial security. And what's surprising is that that's what worked for me. Yeah, like, of course. you know, that's what created more financial success or 
um, you know. I think passion in general attracts like success. Yeah, like, you know when, well, purpose, yeah. Yeah, purpose, well, pur- purpose is your passion, right? And yeah. Then, and then it can attract the success because you're passionate about it. And passionate, passionate means you care about it. It's what you think about when you wake up. It's what you think about when you go to bed. You're yeah. working on it constantly. You and want this doesn't it. mean that once you start doing that, like once I started pursuing my passion, I never had money problems again or I never had no, health problems no. again. But it's just, it's a roadmap and it's um, a gauge of all of, these areas and when one starts dipping just to kind of focus more on it. But it's it. an answer to the question, right? Right? How yeah. do I build success? This right. is this is a way to do that. Yes. It, it, that doesn't mean it's a permanent success. Yeah. It's just building you're building a building that is successful. And then in life, you're going to want to build a couple of those. Like, yeah. And uh what I really like, I think I've mentioned this several times on this show, but we had Mark Manson in here. Uh he wrote Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck yeah. and um uh, yeah, the other, the other books I'm blanking right now. But uh, one of the things I really liked about him is he said, um, you're never going to not have problems. You're always going to have money problems or family problems or relationship problems. You'll just have better problems yes. if you're working on them. Yes. And as you progress, like my money problems back in 2012 were I can't pay my rent. My money problems now are like, I don't have enough. I haven't been building my retirement fund the way I want. You know, it's right. it's a different problem. Yeah. It's still a problem. And when I'm 65, if I hadn't been working on it, it'd be a bigger problem. Dude, Martin Scorsese says he couldn't fund his own movie a couple years ago. That the one that he did about the Catholic Church or some shit. Yeah, he couldn't even fund that shit. And he's Martin Scorsese. Yeah, right. The problems do become bigger. Yes, but they do become less problems. And then <laughs> and they have more to do with your passion and less to do with the the survival right you know um and uh i feel like the when i also what what motivates me though is i read a lot of biographies and i read a lot of biographies of successful people and 100 percent of the biographies i've read those people were put in a position at some point in their lives usually more than once um where they decided to trust their gut over the traditional census of what everyone else says is the logical more sound choice and i mean every successful person you look at steve jobs you look at uh my idol lucille ball um almost all these people it's almost like they were hypnotized yeah like they were they like no is not even a a word that exists on the earth they had a vision and they had their intuition and a lot of them very intelligent to very logical people too um but they trusted that intuition yeah um which Ended up being the right choice, dude. Lucille Ball, Nikki was telling me about Lucille Ball. Oh yeah, that's a, I, I've I could always do a whole admired episode. her. I've always admired her, but the 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 deep story about Lucille Ball is fucking dope. I could do an episode on her. I know we should. She's my hero. Yeah, she's amazing. But yeah, but yeah. So a lot of times, you know, what brings me down is I feel misunderstood when I am. I'm always acting towards that intent and the the intention of helping people or like making people feel less alone, um, entertaining people, making them laugh, making them shift perspectives, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it, get, it gets misunderstood. A lot of, and I feel, feel like the bigger that I get or the, the more I've eyeballs. been building, yeah, the more yeah, eyeballs that yeah. come, um, the bigger the hate or the misunderstandings or the campaigns against you will be. And it, I had, I have been affected by it, mm-hmm. especially recently. And that's just cause I think it's new for me. But um, I don't think they could take the wind out of my sails when I hear about all of these people who went on anyway, you know, and especially Eminem. (laughs) Yeah. Especially Eminem talking about um, how, like, he was told he'll never be shit. He ain't shit. He failed ninth grade three times. And, uh, like, even making it in that industry, which is predominantly uh, black, and he's always had uh, trouble with his skin color mm-hmm. and on all of that stuff because um, he was you know. he was like cast out they yeah. were like you can't do this shit yeah and being told over and over again that you right. can't but there's something within him like mm-hmm. he know, knew his purpose like and there's something within every successful person that I've ever read about or met in person that they just have they have this knowing this purpose and I think that everything starts with a knowing um, and we all have it we all have a knowing and uh, the the proof is what takes time the proof and and even if you look at science like um anything that's ever been proven scientifically or inventions mm-hmm. um it's always started with someone knowing something or having a feeling about something and seeking to prove it yeah seeking they, to almost, make it a tangible form it's almost a creative thought right it's it is a creative it starts thought. creatively even science wise guys yes like like look at 
the fucking way we got a rocket on the Einstein. moon. Einstein. Right. So Come up with theories. And then, yeah, you, you come up with the theory is the hard part. Yeah. Because that, that part is the original part that it's nobody's the done. creativity. Nobody's done. Yeah. Right? Then testing it, that's that's where it shit gets also nuts. And that's where I'm talking about left brain, right brain. Yeah. Because right brain, if you, you need to be in touch with that creativity, that center, because that is you know where all creation is from uh create creativity creating the tangible form the tangible proof of it this is god we're high now we're high we're, we're just the, we're level. the people at 3 a.m after the party's over and we're talking about fucking life now but it is true though <laughs> no because creativity dude it's the that's the springing step like for a lot of people i was just talking to uh Timmy Delgado yesterday about favorite movies and stuff. And every time that you talk to somebody about their favorite movie and then you talk about a movie that they want to make, they almost always are somewhat describing their favorite movie because we are all inspired by the things yeah. that we love and we want to make our own thing that we that people might love. Yeah. So that's that's how creativity uh, can translate like so well. And that's the interconnectedness too. Um, and also like... Um, Negative feelings like jealousy or envy or fear or whatever, uh, a lot of times stems from like feeling that you're separate. Like if this person is experiencing success that you can't now, yes. like they took that piece away. There's less for you now. It is not an exclusive road. Right. Because we are all connected. So one person's success is part of your success. One person had to write that movie that you got inspired by. And, you know, they, their movie had to become successful for you to find success in your movie that you Yeah, write. one person's success you know? does not determine mine and, or, or or vice versa. Like, a person's failure does not mean that I succeeded. Yeah. Like, I, there's a lot of that out there, though. And, and we've all done that before, right? Totally. Or somebody you don't like that much fails and you're like, haha, good. Or, like, you don't want to help somebody because they might take your spot. Oh, there's a lot of that on like, YouTube. Yeah, a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> More than anyone else. I love this quote, and I don't remember who said it. Sorry. <laughs> but nice. a candle doesn't lose its flame by lighting another candle. Hey, it's beautiful. I love that. A candle only loses its flame if you drop it on the ground. Well, I don't you, know who said that, you could but blow it's it beautiful. out. You could blow it out, too. You don't have to drop oh, it. Oh, well, but that was a quote. I don't know who said it. Actually, it might make more flames if you drop it. Depending on where you drop it. I was thinking of all marble. We're going to rewrite this analogy. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. This uh, metaphor. It's a theory right now. It's in theory. Yeah. But I um, when you talk about, when we're talking about tanks, too, uh, I feel like my my mental and health levels, and this is just relevant to what's going on today, um, my mental and physical health levels always seem to be lower in a political year. And I feel like it really is because of this interconnectedness. Energy. Um, right, because when you really get connected to that center and that intuition and that part of you that everybody has, um, if you just listen to it, when you really get in touch with that, you start to feel everything being connected, mm -hmm. like the trees and the people and everything. And so um, when uh, you also start to feel like the cruelty and the unnecessary anger. And so when people are fighting and you know that like it's unnecessary, it just becomes frustrating and depressing that you can't do anything about it. And so like in a in a political year where the whole thing is about placing blame on groups of people yes. and and getting angry at them. Yes. Um I That's I, the game. I get so sad because I feel like if we just would be more uh, seeking understanding of people that we um might disagree with or that we've already placed a label on mm -hmm. that it, we could recognize each other's differences and use them to our advantage as a whole. I'm hearing you, but <laughs> I also avidly have just started watching reality television with you. Yes. And I love to hate people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On reality TV. Well, I don't want to see them as deep people. <laughs> I don't want to go there, Nikki. Well, I just want to judge the shit out of them. And then I want to watch the next episode where I hope their life gets ruined a little harder. That's true. That's a good way to turn my brain off. Because you know when I can't handle the world anymore, like where I'm like, this is so depressing that I can't help. Um, I do like to just zone out and watch reality TV. But isn't sure. that nice to know that that's how we're being we judged be too by some people? Totally. It's just that I'm a guy on the internet that some people don't like. It's oh, yeah. Fine. People don't think of those people as people. No, we're not people. Oh, and I'm not a person to a I lot have, of people. Yeah, I've sure. been labeled and decided upon. And so, therefore, I can not be anything but this thing that somebody has decided oh, yeah. for people me. People will decide what group I'm in based off of my gender and skin color, so too. So, rather than getting bummed about it, I choose to find very funny that I am their reality TV character. That yeah. They, they want to see the life burn down, right? Oh, especially like if, uh, like, I've. 
I do stupid shit all the time. Like I, yes. I mispronounce words or like I'll flub them. Yes, on purpose. Because, uh, well, not not like one time on this show, I called it a pseudonym or a, a pseudonym. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Because I read a lot of books, but I don't have a lot of conversations with people. Like I don't. We didn't have many people. friends growing up. Yeah, I don't have like a, I don't have very much social life going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I read a lot and I know the words. I could win them in a spelling bee. But sometimes I don't know how to pronounce them. And people will see that clip. They'll take that two-second clip or whatever. And they'll be like, she's fucking stupid. Yes, wait a minute. And, and that's just what happens. Yeah. And, uh, I think, and then, But they don't think about all the stupid shit they've said. Right, right, right. And that they're three-dimensional people, yeah, too. Yeah, because it's and, way easier to right. just throw labels and on people. Fun. And it's fun sometimes. You feel a little sense just of like, superiority. Yeah, just like yeah. reality TV. It's just a little bit fun. And it's fun when you're watching reality TV, especially because you feel ultimately superior to these people. Yeah. You feel like... They're in the zoo, and you're eating popcorn, and ha, ha, ha. Like, it's it really is like that. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot of entertainment is like that. That's why they should be, like, before, traditionally, there were characters in a show, so you weren't judging the actor, you're judging the character. Totally. But now they're, it's reality TV where, like, but it's there are the person. Hey, tell it to the kid who played uh, he played that bad guy in uh, Harry oh, Potter's. Uh, Harry Potter's or or like uh, Game of Thrones. Blonde, blonde kid, Malfoy. Yeah, and Game of Thrones. Yeah, and Game of Thrones. Yeah, they they both quit acting. <laughs> they quit acting. They're like, fuck this shit. Everyone on the streets like, hey, man, fuck you, Malfoy. And he's like, what the shit? My name is Tom. But something. See, that's what makes me sad. Is he didn't know his last name. I feel like the collective consciousness has not caught up with that idea. No way. Right, and it will take a while for yeah, that yeah, to happen. Yeah. And that's why I feel sad because I don't know how to. <laughs> change the collective consciousness but i can at least like put things out there for people to perhaps think about and that's but that's that's beautiful right that's all i ever have done yeah i'm just gonna put it out there and people like it great if they don't that's great if if the right person needs to hear it you know if the right person stumbles across this and it and they trip on it and fall and it helps them that was for them hell yeah and we're all connected so it was for us too that's it uh but yeah i think that like when you really want to get deep and like talk about evil, I think that true evil is just convincing everybody that we're divided, like divisiveness. Oh yeah, and Joffrey from yeah. Game of Thrones as well. Well, true. true. Yeah, we true. he should have quit acting. We should have him on the show. <laughs> I would love to grill his ass about being Malfoy. Oh, how do you get? Or not being Malfoy, being Joffrey. Uh, Joffrey. Yeah, I'd be like, how could you? I mean, I would love to have a lot of people on the show. I'd love to have Marshall Mather, Marshall Bruce Mathers the third. Do you have any connects out there? That will never happen. I'm talking. If about the right person hears this and they could get him on the show, I'm talking about somebody we could actually get, Nikki. What? You think you could get... Oh, Joffrey's out there being like, damn, they just really undervalued he me. He's he, trying to recover. His, he's trying to recover his image, isn't he? Ain't he? I don't know. I think he's a we delightful... We get him on the show. We'll do a whole Oprah thing with him. He's a delightful We're like, man. hey, man, you know what? We will, we'll, we'll grill him about being Joffrey first. And be like, how could you do that? To, remember yeah. those hookers you did all that fucked up shit to? Oh, he was fucking How could you do all that? Awful to those crossbow? hookers. What were you thinking? And then at the end of it, we can all hug it out and be like, he's like, yeah, you know, he can over explain everything. And then, you know, maybe it'll feel good. Yeah. Yeah. What areas uh, do you, in your little tanks, what areas are you down on? Physical. I've been down on that for yeah. a minute since last July, but I've been working on it hard. You look good. You're so kind. Thank I was you. watching a video of like one of our podcast episodes and I even said this in my, in my Instagram caption, but like I was checking you out because like. Oh, really? You look hot. It's recent. Yeah, it was oh, the one that shit. just came. Or it was our hundredth episode episode. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, thank you. Big shout out to Future. They've been helping me out oh. with the physical trainings. Don't, we actually were sponsored by them on the show. Yeah, that's, that's how we Big got that. Yeah, that's why I got an iWatch on because it's not even my iWatch. It's not it's an, a loner. Is I love that you call it an iWatch. It's an iWatch. <laughs> and Apple I makes watch, it. You watch. We but, all watch. But what's cool about it is that it sends all. It sends him my vi- my vitals. And so he knows that I've been working out or not. Yeah, I love that. Really like during tight. the workout, it shows like your heart rate goes. Yep. So you can't fake it. It's accountability, bro. We're not doing a sponsor read no, no, right no, now. No, no, but <laughs> we're talking about my body. Right. Okay. So thank you. You're very kind. You said I look good and good. Yeah, and you I'm do. feeling good, man. I'm feeling real good. good. So it's it's exciting. I stuff. feel like that tank is rising. It's, it's like, rising for sure. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I also cut my hair. I think that my hair needs to remain short forever. I like it short. Yeah. I don't like it longer. And, uh, a lot of people were complimenting you in my recent vlog. Yeah, though. they're very kind. And so, but that's my point, right? Is sometimes I let my hair grow too long, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, but I don't want to go to this place because it takes forever because they have like two people working there and there's like 20 people waiting because it's such a good hair place. They really care. So I like it. Better problems. Yeah, exactly. Better problems. Thank you. Yeah, because you can afford to go to a hair place. I know. It's so cool. nice. 
Well, I don't spend that much there, but it's right. still pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and I tip well because they're very cool people. Um, but, dude, yeah, no, that has been great for me. Physical, it, dude, it bleeds into everything. Yeah. It bleeds into everything. And and when you're when you've been stuck into a sad phase for a while, yeah, it really is like molasses it, getting yeah, out of there. Because then it goes into your mental, and now you're depressed, and then and you don't even know you're depressed you because you're it. not checking in on that. And the hardest thing, and then it thing, affects your sex life, which is your relationship. And the, and the hardest thing, just like launching rockets, which is always my favorite references because I love space, mm. um, is just getting off that launch pad. That the first fucking boosty to get up. Yeah. You know, that's the hardest part every time. And if really, you can get that part and just do that tomorrow or tonight, yeah. then you're already on your way. And that's where I was talking about shifting mentality, like the way that you're thinking about something. Like when a bill comes in to this day, when mm-hmm. a bill comes in, yeah. I'm like, I'm so thankful I have the money for this bill. Right. And I get like actually excited to pay the bill. What if you don't have the money for the bill? What's the strategy? I go, I'm so thankful I have the money to pay this bill. I see. Yeah, it's I'm it's excited. Same no and then what. it comes. Like I don't know like what you were saying, like comes out of thin air. I just have that trust and I think that a lot of that is like you know, when you look at religious people and they talk about faith and, and trust is I think the faith in something that I can't explain. Yeah. I can't explain how it's gonna come to me, but I just know it will. Well there's also because I've been in this situation as well. You start to open your eyes more to opportunities that mm-hmm. you maybe didn't even see as opportunities when you're doing the no shit. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing the um, when you're not when you're not trying to like I am I I am thankful for the money that I'm about to get. I am thankful for the money that I'm about to get. Thing. Yeah, like you used to turn down prostitution, and then now you're like wide open to it. I'm very into it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No, but but that's the point, right? Is that it's really cool. Um, because sometimes I had been with people who maybe needed help, but I didn't really recognize it that they were getting that that's what they were getting at, but they were being kind of shy about it. Yeah. And so instead of me going like, hey, wait, do you want me to help you with that? And that turned into a money making opportunity, I would have just been like, Well, they don't want that because I'm not yeah. gonna make any money in life. You know, I like seriously, like the, like you do just start to notice these small opportunities. And it's just a mental fucking shift yeah. that is very grounded in reality. I had that happen to me many, many times. Same. So when you realize that a bunch Abundance is just there. Like right. you just have to go like this. There are opportunities around you, and maybe you haven't seen them, but but they've probably happened. And if you looked back far enough, you'd be like, oh shit, that was an opportunity. I didn't even see it as one. Well. Yeah. So you know that happens a lot. Yeah, and there are many people that'll listen to this and be like, oh, it's because you had this, or you were privileged with this, or whatever. Um, and if you had eighty nine cents in your bank account when I met right, you, right? And when you, when you, that's exactly it. And when I had eighty nine cents, if I continued on the path of like. Money's for some people. It's not for me. I'm just never going to get it. They were lucky. I'm not lucky. And I have many people in my life that think this way. I know. Um, that are, are just like, you know, they're 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 just like, what can I get? They're like, take, take, take. Because they they just feel like they, des- they, they deserve it because you were just lucky. Yeah. And that they are not lucky. Listen, that. luck is when preparation meets opportunity, dude. I believe that so strongly. Yeah. I remember doing improv four nights a week. For years on end, my parents saying, where's all this going, Steven? You're putting a lot of time into this shit. They weren't exactly being haters, but they're like, where's yeah. it go? Where's it go? Sure. My parents were like that, too. Yeah, right. For sure. And then one day, you know, when it came time for me to be on camera for something for Maker Studios that I lucked into getting, it was luck when preparation meets opportunity, right? I got into, I got in that door, and I did really well, and well enough where they were like, we want this guy back, holy shit, and like that stuff. And then I started getting in a bunch of shit. So- that's what luck is to me. Yeah. I did get lucky, but I was ready for it. Right. So that's, and that's again, left brain, right brain, is your left brain comes up with a plan. You're like, I'm, I'm going to do this, right? And like you went and studied writing, comedy, all this stuff. And then the right brain like is where the creation happens. Exactly. You know, the intuition of like yeah. leading you to those opportunities. Even right now, I just, you know, me and, me and my writing partner, Mikey, we just wrote a, a, a script for free. We didn't know he was paying us. Yeah, we yeah. did that for free. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I am here. Here I am. I'm a. I am now an accomplished screenwriter. I'm still writing shit for free because that's what you have to do if you love something and you want to be successful at. Yeah. At it, you have to keep going. Like that. That's the whole game. So you can't never be better than something just because you reach one station doesn't mean I don't have to do those bum gigs anymore where yeah. I'm writing for free. Yes, you do. You have to 
you have you are the person in the driver's seat. You are the one who's going to get there to, the, to your destination. But to get there, you have to make the right and left turns. You have to go straight. You have to stop at the lights and keep going. It's nobody's doing it for you. Yeah, and that's vocation versus passion hobby. When you look at those two separately, because your vocation might not always match your passion and hobby, or it could match, and you're just not spending as much time on the passion hobby part because you're like, well, I do this for work. Exactly. Which happens to a lot of people. I only do it for work. Sorry. Yeah. And like, then it's like, well. I'm a chef because I liked cooking, but now I'm a full-time chef and, and now it's work. And so I don't even cook for, for joy anymore. Right. So th- that's something that happens where it could be out of balance. Exactly. And that's what we just did. We wrote this out of joy. It was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I had so much fucking fun. And that's what it should be about at the end of the day. I have so much fun doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing we do. It, like, I, It's my favorite thing that I do. Period. Creatively, like with yeah, you know, well, I love this show. Yeah, I think we built something that I'm proud of, and that I can tell anybody about, mm-hmm. and not be not even worried for a second. It's like when you can tell somebody, "Hey, I got a podcast," and you can listen to any episode of it, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, it feels good. That's true. It feels good, man. I love our podcast. It's great. This is a great show. So <laughs> please spread it with your friends. We have to compliment ourselves today. <laughs> well, no, I, no, it's just about taking. It's like what you're yeah. saying about our tanks, right? Yeah, I got my I got those tanks full. Mm-hmm. I got I'm getting my body tank fuller. Yeah, because if if one was down, if like let's say the finance, if the money one was down, mm-hmm. it it would directly affect your joy in creating something for free. Of, of course, because you'd be thinking It'd be so like, much more stressful. I yeah, should I be working um at a different job right now? Right. To because my bills are due soon. Yeah. You know, it it definitely direct each area directly affects the other areas. Yep. So. I encourage all of you today to take a look at your areas, maybe write them down and take like take like 20 minutes, 30 minutes and like just really evaluate the areas and think of ways you can work on the ones that are low and see what that does to your whole life. Dude, and if you can't take time because you swear to God and me and country <laughs> that you can't take time, brother, we both know you can take some time. We both know you can you make can. time. You can make it. Can we make. know you. We both know you can. Look at me. Look at me. Look at him. Look at me. Look at him. We know you can make time. Okay, just make the time. And if you're listening in the cards, you better, look at me. You better look at the envision, radio. envision his eyeballs. Stop looking at the and road. Look inside them. Look at me. You can make time, and you should. Fucking take control of your life, man. Because at least, even if even if things aren't going well, at least you're like, you know what? I'm in control, and I'm gonna get out of this shit. Yeah. And that's where I was last July. I didn't feel like I was in control. I was in control of a lot of things. I didn't feel like I was in control in a major way. And getting that back feels fucking amazing. And I'm not even there. I'm not even where I want to be yet. But it feels so I just, good. Yeah, and I've noticed a difference to your entire being. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel it. 110%. You're glowing, bitch. You know what I'm saying, bitch? Slay. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> Living your best life. All right. Okay, we got to go because I got to go watch and hate people on reality TV. Yeah, we're going to go we hate, hate the, the new fuck bachelor. out of Oh, we hate the new Bachelor. Pilot Pete, oh my God. I think this is going to come out after The Bachelor ends, but. Well, that's fine. We hate We Pilot do Pete. not enjoy Pilot Pete. Listen, there's no way he's a deeper person. But we will tune in every episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will watch. Because we're obsessed with him. Every episode. <laughs> you know I guessed him as Leo. Anyway. You did. Nikki, okay, <laughs> real quick before we go. Nikki is fucking good, man. Nikki will be looking at somebody and she'll be like, this person's a Leo. <laughs> and she's mostly just good at Leos. Well, yeah, true. She's mostly just good at Leos, I <laughs> will like, say. I don't like him. Why don't I like him? Oh, because of this aspect? Yeah, he's probably a Leo. <laughs> yeah, it's but she's like 10 for 10 at it so far. Yeah, I am, and like, and and people think I'm really hard on this astrology thing. Oh, I no, like, no, no. I'm not that deep it's into it. It's just it's just fun when it lines up. I'm like, how does it keep lining up? People also think that you're super into this Mercury retrograde shit, but you just find it fun. They don't know that. I do. I like just coincidences and the way things line up. Where like, it's like if something happens, we're on the road and like a traffic light's not working. Nikki's like Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's fun. It is fun. It's great. Well, that's what I. I will be misunderstood by a lot of people, I but I know what I mean. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope that helps yeah. some of you whoever needed to hear it. Um. That I needed a... to hear it. It's good to hear again, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's helpful even when you feel like you're on the right track. It's helpful to remind yourself of this shit. Well, that's what it really struck me as because uh, <laughs> I felt very in balance lately, which is a rare occurrence for me. I'm Usually I feel like something's chaotic, right? And I'm usually, I'm high stress. But then I, I had a few days where I was like, why am I so happy? And like everything's like in balance. And I looked at my tanks yeah. and they were all 
pretty good. And then I was like, I need to tell people about this. Yeah. Because up until that point, I had always theorized that you could get them all balanced, but I'd never experienced it. Dude, I had the same kind of a moment too this morning when I was downstairs, I was, I was at the Pewters, and I was thinking about how much fun I had yesterday doing Drinking News, and it was really fun. And then you came down the stairs with, with the Kitty Buddies, <laughs> and I looked, I hugged you, and then I went back to sit down, and then I looked over at you as you were leaning over the coffee maker. I don't know why you do that, but you were leaning over the coffee maker, and I was looking at your butt, and I was like, <laughs> I am so lucky. I fucking love my life. Aw, me too. I feel that way. I don't know why you lean over the coffee maker, but I, but I do enjoy I don't that. even know that I'm leaning. You're leaning over it. And by the way, the coffee maker is just on the counter. It's level with you. Yeah, see, that's why I used to be accused of wanting attention when I never wanted attention, oh like for, sexually. Yeah. Uh, because I just do things where I'm leaning over or, my, or like my butt is showing Nikki or something. Nikki like bends over to put the cup, the K-cup <laughs> thing in the coffee machine. But Makes no sense in the world, but I'm so thankful for it. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't even know. I didn't even know. I know there's, a, there's in Steve's phone, his there's a whole roll of pictures that are just him catching me sitting in weird ways where my butt is very accentuated. Oh, they're good. <laughs> You're a they're dick. Good. They're good shots. I love you. I love you. All right. Well, it's guys, you know what? I think it is. It's actually because we keep the K-cups on the floor. I just realized that. <laughs> I just now realized that. do not do I that. I forgot. Uh, I've, I think I've wrapped the show like three I, times. I, it feels you good. Go for, you go for it this time. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the shit they don't tell you. Be sure to rate it. And don't forget to share it with your friends because it really helps the show out a lot. Actually, you guys are the best ever because our word of mouth is so strong on the show. You guys have no idea. Oh, yeah. Our, uh, our sound producer, sound engineer, what do you call yourself, Mark? Producer. Our Mark. He's a producer. Um, was wearing our t-shirt and he has gotten talked to like a few times yeah. in public. Yeah. Like, so if you want to get talked to in public, we're going to have those available pretty soon. Pretty soon, probably. Because uh, it's a pussy magnet. That's what Mark said. He came in here and he yelled, He said, pussy I'm magnet. a pussy magnet in says, this shirt. He says, I'm the pussy man. Choo, choo, choo. That's what like, he says every time. Your head, He's a Mark. very likable guy. <laughs> you guys would like it. Also check out our Patreon because if you like these episodes, we do a bonus episode every month um, for our patrons. And then there's also extra bonus um podcast episodes of a podcast we do called we just woke up where we literally just talk right after waking up and it's all no scam just we wake up and thought talk. it's very fun yeah just consciousness and we do shit they don't tell you after dark that, every yeah, that's once what, a month yeah shit they don't tell you after dark is yep. the bonus episode of shit yep. they don't tell you so check it out link in the description personal. and we'll see you next time or we'll talk to you next time if you're listening audio only and thank you to our patreon thanks bye bye Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.